Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for whatculture.com. And I have a very special video for you today because who doesn't love a good monologue, whether it's in our TV shows, our films, in our novels, and of course, in our video games. But the question is, what are the most badass and best monologues in video game history? So with this in mind, I'm Jules. This is whatculture.com. And these are the nine most badass monologues in video game history. Number nine, God. The title suits me well, System Shock 2. So many years have passed, and yet so very few monologues have beaten this amazing auditory experience from the likes of Shodan from System Shock 2. This monologue glistens with sheer evil genius, the constant static of what sounds like a million digitised voices thinking aloud and the eerie distortions of her voice removes all semblance of humanity, and yet her speech about the enslavement of all mankind is nothing short of poetry. In fact, it echoes J.R. Oppenheimer's Now I Am Become Death, Destroyer of Worlds speech about the creation of the atomic bomb, except while Oppenheimer had an air of fear about the human race, Shodan seems to be embracing it fully, and that is utterly chilling. Number 8. Rise and Shine, Mr. Freeman, Half-Life 2 Now, this is the thing, for the longest time possible, we have had no clue whatsoever as to the actual plan of the G-Man, but god damn is it not interesting and very entertaining to listen to him just spin a yarn. We're just like, "Uh uh-huh, 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 I have no idea what's going on, please keep talking. From that strange off-key voice to his monotone calmness as he asks you to wake up to smell the ashes of a ruined world that you were partly responsible for creating, it's utter bliss from start to finish. Contrary to the rousing speeches that you find in various military shooters or the majestic intros to most RPGs, this speech is minimal unsettling, but in its own way, truly profound. The moment where G-Man says that the right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world is a brilliant moment of perspective. And it brilliantly establishes the dynamic between the G-Man and Gordon Freeman, that the G-Man knows that Gordon is a wild card, that he needs to rely on him, but he also possesses this omniscient ability to understand what situation he's in, because at the end of the day, he's the one pulling the strings. Number 7. The past is a gaping hole. Max Payne 2. 
Now, picking out a badass monologue from a franchise that is pretty much built on them was a very hard task. But you have to admit that Max Payne 2, the monologues, the dialogue, just the interactions with every character here felt as if the team were on their creative writing peak. The first game was brilliant, but it was technically finding its feet. And maybe the third collapsed in on itself as Max slipped into being just a grumpy old uncle figure. But you know, the second it struck that sweet note, it was rich in hard-boiled metaphors and brooding noir dialogue that would make Raymond Chandler proud. And while the intro captures that brooding script perfectly, the entire game would be worth playing just for its awesome dialogue. And this dialogue truly is just succinctly brilliant. The past is a gaping hole. You try to run from it, but the more you run, the deeper, more terrible it grows behind you, its edges yawning at your heels. Your only chance is to turn around and face it, but it's like looking down into the grave of your love. Ooh, Jesus. That's good. <laughs> Number six, we can't always fight nature. Red Dead Redemption. Now, one of the things that I absolutely adore about Red Dead Redemption is that it isn't afraid to kill the myth of the Wild West. We're looking at characters here that are on the verge of being completely wiped out, erased from history, as more and more laws and things that come and lock down their way of life come into practice. They are the old, and the new is relentless, and it is on their doorstep. There's just no place in this for the good old-fashioned gunslingers like protagonist John Marston and his old running mate-turned-rival, Dutch. And Marston remains oblivious to, or maybe in denial of, this fact throughout the entire game, focusing solely on the safety of his kidnapped family. But what Dutch reveals to him in this final showdown profoundly sums up the fatal predicament that he's in. And what makes this speech so brilliant, aside from the outstanding delivery here, is the fact that there is no music, there's no fanfare, it is just two people confronting an uncomfortable truth that their way of life is dead. Number five, I don't want your damn lemons. Portal 2. Now, this is another franchise where choosing just one badass monologue from it was like a Herculean task, but still, I think that everyone the world over would agree that the when life gives you lemons, you give them lemons right bloody back speech was definitely one of the highlights of the outstanding Portal 2. Mr. Johnson, voiced by the brilliant J.K. Simmons, is the founder of Aperture Science, and his indignant speech about never settling for any crap that life throws at you and always demanding more is the kind of motivational speech a tough war veteran-like father would give their son over dinner before then throwing his plate at the wall. And you know what? At its core, this is a brilliant message that we should all carry with us. I don't want your damn lemons. I'm not going to settle for this type of treatment anymore. It's a rallying cry from which to build ourselves up from. Because you know what? If you say it loud enough, if you truly believe it enough, you might start the catalyst to living a better and happier life. And that is a bloody good bit of writing. Number four, we have no beginning, we have no end, we are infinite. Mass Effect. Now, what makes this monologue badass, even though it is incredibly short, is the sense of authority that Sovereign delivers it with. It is not settling for any of your human crap. You, The thing I said about the lemons before, he is literally doing that and just saying, no, no, humanity, no, no, all of life and existence, you will bow to my bloody whim. And yes, while you could argue that it's not technically a monologue because Shepard does try and interject from time to time, it just seems pathetic in the face of this omniscient super being. And menacing though Sovereign may be, you actually can't help but respect and admire it. It speaks with such knowledge that you kind of just want to agree with it and dedicate the rest of your life to help it carry out its inhuman vision, even if ultimately your impact will be negligible and even lead to your own destruction. Oh, I'm not indoctrinated. Why would you say that?
pray sovereign. Number three, did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? Far Cry 3. Upon witnessing Vas from Far Cry 3, you have to admit one thing. God damn is this guy charming. He's so utterly charismatic that you can't help but be pulled into his gravitational orbit. What is about this type of person that everyone just seems to be like, yeah, cool, you are definitely insane, but I'm kind of going to let you run with it for a bit. Now, his maniacal rant may have originated with somebody else, quite definitely Albert Einstein, but the whole monologue surrounding this is equally brilliant in the way that it mirrors his and the player's own actions in the game itself. Now, his definition of insanity may indeed be referring to his own madness in trying in vain to kill Jason over and over again, or it could be Jason's madness in constantly trying to kill Vass. But here's the thing, even after delivering this speech about it, about knowing the futility of trying again and again and hoping to get different results, he still tries to kill you, thus keeping the cycle going. And I know that we know how it all ends in Far Cry 3, but still, at that moment, you're just like, oh, this is beautiful, let me drink it in! Yes, mate! Number 2. Brains. Stubbs the Zombie. Now, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say to me, Jules, how the hell can you have a monologue where it's just this zombie mumbling brains over and over again? But honestly, it's brilliant. (laughs) Never in the history of humanity, living or undead, has so much power been conveyed in so few words. Stubbs, the eponymous hero of Stubbs the Zombie, was by no means a man destined for greatness, having been murdered by the father of the love of his life. But the glory that Stubbs didn't find in life, however, can be found in undeath, in which he became a great leader of zombies, leading them to rise up against their human oppressors and wreak carnage in the town of Punchbowl. This rousing, single-word speech was a crucial moment of unity in the zombie uprising, and solidified Stubbs's legendary role in video game canon. Seriously, I cannot overstate how brilliant this moment is, and it all comes from him just uttering one word. Brains. And number one, a man chooses, a slave obeys. Bioshock. I mean, seriously, could it have been anything else? This is one of the most powerful monologues in all of gaming history. It might even be the most badass monologue, and say it with me, kids, of all time, it is that good. That moment, that gut drop that you just experienced when you reached the Would You Kindly room, only to be hammered home by the point of Andrew Ryan controlling you and you being able to do absolutely nothing to stop him, is so earth-shatteringly brilliant that I watch it on repeat sometimes just to go, yes, that is how you write. That is how you create a scene. That is how you create tension. And that is how you create a character that you utterly loathe in the form of Andrew Ryan. And we were silly little gamers to think that our romp through the City of Rapture was driven by ourselves, or at least maybe by the protagonist Jack's own motivations. It was all a lie. And this is the moment where the illusion just gets shattered even further in the most spectacular way possible. Andrew Ryan's speech about choice and the distinction between man and slave is not only one of the biggest twists in video game history, but it is a fourth wall-shattering moment in which you question your own sense of control over your actions within the gaming medium. It makes every other game that you play seem infantile, that you are aware now more than ever that you are a gamer playing a game, yet here it addresses the point clearly and to you, and you go, well, hot damn, that's the emotion somehow broken, but also you've sucked me right in even further. God damn you, Andrew Ryan! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.